I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Bonjour. Sorry, I forgot to put my headphones on. That's a problem. That's going to be a problem for doing a podcast. I'm here. Primarily, where do you work? I work for Guitar Nerds. Yeah. Okay, good. Good to know. How's it going, chaps? Very yeah, good, thanks. Hooray. We're um all we're kind of we're Matt Light Knightless. We're Matt Knightless. Matt Knight Light. Matt, Knightless. Matt, Matt Knight Light. Ix Nay on the at night mate. I don't know what he's doing. Some something His like parents that. are around. Yeah. Okay. I mean they could come on the podcast. Uh, he doesn't have three mics. He's only got one. Yeah, just yeah. gather around. Gather around. Gather around and let me tell you about the time that I accidentally found a new feature for my ES eight. Worth mentioning that um, we're podcasting at Jay's house uh, today because we're doing our first ever live stream straight after we record this. Yeah, yeah. So, going to see if it works. It yeah, we're doing a test this <coughs> evening. So um, for podcast listeners who aren't in the Facebook group or for those of you who haven't been following, uh, we're going to start live streaming the podcast like a video of us doing the podcast. Um, we've hooked up with the guys at Ampli.fi. Amplify. Um, Ampli.fi. Ampli.fi. F- F-I. Yeah. F-I. Um, for Finland. Indeed. Yeah, maybe that is the Finnish domain. It's got to be. Yeah, of course it might is. be. Um, I mean, what is BE Belgium? And that's what YouTube have. Oh, yeah, they have UTU.be. Um, and uh, yeah, so now you're going to be able to watch us. We think it's going to be Tuesday nights at like 8 30. Um, we're Prime gonna, time. Indeed. As we uh, record the podcast, the audio version, um, we're going to be streaming it live to the internet, um, amply.fi forward slash guitar nerds, and you can watch us. Every country. The audio version will continue as normal, so uh, you'll be able to get this every, uh, every week. Uh, from uh, iTunes or wherever you get it and uh, Patreon's going to continue as normal if you're a Patreon backer then uh, you'll get your extra 30 minutes we might even record that video bonus and put that on Patreon so you can yeah. watch it haven't decided yet because we can record everything we're doing on the stream so. additional bonus indeed so cost you can, free the good thing about Amplify is that you can chat to us so as well as taking questions from the Facebook group as always we're going to be um, taking live chat uh, I thought you said we were going to ignore anyone commenting. No, no, no. That's the whole point, isn't it? I mean, we've been trying to do that to you for the last three yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Ignore I... your comments all the time. Um, so, yeah, and also that video, I think, is going to go up on YouTube as well. So we're going to 
Tonight is a test, which is why we're not recording the podcast live, because we want to make sure that people who listen to us audio-wise um, still get the normal normal podcast. And hopefully that will be the case when we actually do the streams as it's well. It's a bit of a... A bit of a, an unknown. Brave new world. Mm, don't cross the streams. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, this should be fun and weird, I think. But we're doing this after. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, don't talk about that now. No. Um, how's everyone's week been? Jay Cross, what have you been up to? Um, I, I went away. I went on a stag do. Okay, good. Uh, I went to Dublin on a stag do. Funny thing about Dublin, it's actually the world's largest city. Do you know why? Why? Because it keeps Dublin and Dublin and Dublin. See, I told that joke a couple of times because you've been incessantly nattering it, it, it to me since I announced that I was going to Dublin. And I actually changed it and said that I was this great joke. Like Joe's doing live sound effects now. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't actually poured a drink. He's just like that guy from Police Academy who can make the noises with his mouth. You know that now with this is video or will be video. People will be able to see you doing that. You can't yeah. just try and do it sneakily. And every time anymore. you sort of like lean away to try and take a, a chomp of a biscuit, people will be able to see it. Well, I, but you're drinking Iron Brew now. You can't get away with anything anymore. You can't no. do your stupid faces that you pull. Tr- yeah, no. Dreadful. No, no, giving you love bites whilst you're podcasting. Yeah, that is always your con- concentration. That always a problem. So, Jay, um, you were saying. In, in, all, in all seriousness, I went to. The best thing that I did while we were there um, was. Um, and you're going to roll your eyes, but we did a tour of the Guinness Fact, a Guinness brewery, of okay. course. Tourists. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, Stags um, on tour. Initially, I was like, this is 20 euros. It's quite a lot of money just to this tour of this brewery. And I'm not sure it's going to be that good. And actually, it was wicked. Um, they did a little uh, segment on cooperage. Do you know what cooper- coopers are? People who make the barrels. They are the people that make the barrels, the casks. And um, yeah, I watched this documentary on coopers in the like late 1700s. And it's mad. It's absolutely mad. Like measuring the angles, like by sort of by with a uh, very basic compass. And then the rest was just sort of intuition. And yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Um, and then we got to the, uh, the tour was like, you walk around yourself and it was maybe like two hours long and you get to the top and there's a bar on the seventh story. And um, but with your, included with your entrance is a free pint of Guinness. And uh, you can look out over the, it's a panoramic view of the, of the city. So. How do we get this back to guitars? Oh, uh, Tell you what. That's what I did this week. How about when we used to work in a guitar shop, PV yeah. sent us um, a, uh, a barrel with one of their guitars, didn't they, as part of the display? Yeah. It was an actual... PV were hooked up with Jack Daniels for a while, weren't yeah. they? Um, and it was an actual Jack Daniels barrel. Yes. That then was part of the display yeah, for selling really PV weird. guitars. And we ended up... Uh, it was actually just before I worked at the shop, but we ended up... Uh, giving it to the pub over the road and that kind of became our that was the leaning post that was the leaning the PV post. Jack Daniels barrel yeah probably my favourite thing PV have ever made uh, oh, I, don't I know. thought you really liked that amp the, I, do, uh, I do I'm only the joking the 8200 yeah the 8200 yeah, the auto-tune guitar that yeah. is the best thing PV have ever made yeah. and I actually mm, I no, really liked that I don't guitar. believe that I don't believe that no. Joe Branson how's your week mm, yeah it was okay have you done any gigs this week it seems to be the running theme for the last few weeks is that mm. you've 
been gigging it up. No, a little bit of time off, but it is um, both The Fringe and The Great Escape down here in Brighton at the moment. Okay. So I have been going to see a lot of shows and uh, and checking out the cool equipment at said shows. What have you uh, What have you seen? Firstly, who did you see and what were they using? Um, so I went to see the last ever um, Funeral for a Friend show. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, they played uh, they played one of their albums hours from start to finish um, and uh, and it was it was very good they had their original because that that band have been through a lot of band members so they yes they even for for like their last song they they had the original guitarist come on and uh, the original drummer came on and sang okay. his parts and stuff so that was cool but oh yeah of course to, I forgot the drummer was the the backing vocalist yeah they? yeah exactly. my friend Casey plays drums for him now oh right did yeah until they In, broke uh, up yeah. But, um, yeah, I forgot he because he had the Madonna mic. He, That's right. Yeah. The, he, that Did he really? Yeah, he used to use oh, Madonna yeah, mic. Was, yeah, I yeah. was so I was so happy when he left because he um he used to wear he was one of those drummers that wore protective gloves. And I love a good had, drum glove. Had T- a, Tico Torres oh, from Bon Jovi, the originator of the drum glove. That's probably not true. No, but um, awful. I love a drum glove. Awful. Anyway, um, yeah. The the interesting thing with that band is that their bass player actually became their guitarist after their guitarist left. Um, and they got an, an additional bass player. Their bass player, I think, is, is probably the most interesting, the new bass player. They Was that the dude with. that we met at yes, um, that rock festival That's a couple right. years ago? So a couple of years ago, you and me went down to a breakout festival in, in Brighton to interview yeah. all the bands. And the only reason I'd signed up to it was because Funeral for a Femme were there and I had the potential to interview the bass player, who I think is great. Yes. And I had a gig and I had to go. And so you got to do the interview. But yes, uh, we've spoken yeah, you about were, this. Yeah, you ended up not being there. Yeah, exactly. I left you to pack up all on your own and uh, and get a, a taxi all the way back from. The yeah, other thanks, end of mate. Uh, but what was you? You actually got to learn some really interesting stuff from him on that because he has a Warwick endorsement and he has his own custom shop, um, Warwick, which yeah. is quite interesting. It's uh, it was a uh, it was uh, half ash and half mahogany, and then it had a um, a purple a line of purple heart. That ran through. Do you remember any of this? Yes, I because mean, he told so you. I remember about he it. was talking a lot about the Warwick factory. That's right. I don't he, remember a lot about his bass. Okay, I've got yeah. to admit. Uh, yeah, he had a very interesting bass because the, the the whole the front of it is ash, more than a top. Like the front half is yeah. is ash, and that's for the attack. And then it's a mahogany back, and then running through it is um, uh, 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 what is it called? I said it. A second purple, heart. purple heart. Purple heart. Yeah. Um, I've just forgot halfway <laughs> through talking. <about> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a really unique, it's a streamer and a five string and just a really interesting, unique looking bass. And yeah, he spoke a lot about, in that interview, spoke a lot to you about the, the way the Warwick factory works because it's completely... Um, it's like it's carbon self, neutral, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, it's yeah, self-sustaining. Yeah. Completely. Yes. So they have uh, giant fans in the ceiling, which... Going, um, yeah, Warwick. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, we love just, Warwick so much. And that, and that just keeps the morale so high. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no, but they have uh, fans in the ceiling that um, uh, that, that push all the... Uh, um, all the sawdust and all the offcuts from from the building down into these f- uh, these funnels that run through the the floor, which power a furnace in the basement, which then supplies electricity to the entire building. So it's pretty it's, ingenious. Yeah, amazing. Sort of an, an incredible sort of proper like German ingenuity style yes, sort of thing. Indeed. There, so. Um, but yeah, the, the, so I think from him we learned loads of cool stuff. But yes, uh, back to equipment. Um, quite an. Un- I've actually seen quite a few like hardcore and metal shows this week and have been really surprised with this setup. Okay, so, so what are people using? When I think metal, I think 
like ESP Les Paul and 5150 yeah. or Boogie. What people have been using? So, um, Black Stars for a funeral for a friend. Okay. Not incredibly unusual. I can't. Uh, I probably because they're a British band. Yeah, exactly. I can't Black tell Star what Black Star because all their Black Stars, you, they, they don't put any they thing on them. Pretty similar. They, they look the same. So, yeah. from a distance, you can't tell. Um, but yeah, we're all playing Black Star, um, except for obviously the bass player who plays the Jonas Helborg Warwick stuff. Um, but one guitarist, quite traditionally, was uh, switching between two ESP um, eclipses. Yeah, very standard. The other, the other guitarist, whole thing, one guitar. Like he just bear in mind they were big bands. He could have changed guitars. He didn't. He Why would you need to? Well, you know, pe- people do, don't they? But I guess. Anyway, he, whole thing, um, American Deluxe Strat. Okay. S- three single coil. Really? Yeah, yeah. Whole thing. What? For for that, like loads of finger tapping. Loads of like big chunky riffs. Those are like a relatively drop tuned. I wonder guitar. if they're different pickups in there because the maybe. One, I mean, I was at, it was at a distance. How did you know it was deluxe? Because uh, it was a, um, a flame top. Hmm. Did the deluxes have? Was it one of those maybe those special ones like? How flamey was it? Uh, not that flamey. Quite subtle, sort of a flamed uh, red to brown burst sort of thing. Not. Well, it might be one of those selects. Maybe. Did it have the binding? Selects, the selects didn't have. It was um, too far away to see binding. Which band was this? Sorry. Funeral, Funeral for, for a friend. A friend. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, I thought you'd moved on to something else. Um, don't know. Hmm. But don't know. Yeah, don't anyway. think so. Unless it was. I don't. I doubt it'd be a. Um, were they that drop tuned? I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I mean, it's a five-string bass with a with a low B, so potentially. But but it's just for look though. Yeah. You don't actually use that, do they? <laughs> Probably not. I wouldn't. No need. Um, but yeah, so uh, so that and then uh, also down in Brighton at the um, at the Great Escape, I went to um, to see the Holy Raw show that was on in town. Holy Raw, a great little label who sign only really cool bands. Wasn't and there a band they're... called Holy Raw? <clears throat> Uh, no, you're thinking of the song Holy Diver by Ronnie James Dio. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm constantly thinking of Dio. Maybe I was thinking of Holy Mountain. That was a band, right? That was a band. Yeah, there's two bands. There's a band called The Holy Mountain, who are a hardcore band from Florida, and there's a band called Holy Mountain, I think we're an indie band from Glasgow. Okay. What I want is a band that's holy, comma, mountain, exclamation mark. That would be the best combination that we could go for. Okay, right. I'll see what I can do. I'll see if we can drum up some interest. Good. Into it. Anyway, Holy Raw. Right. So, anyway, so I went to see that and I saw um, Rolo Tomasi um, oh, yeah. play, um, who are, yeah, an, an excellent sort of hardcore math band. And um, they uh, their guitarist played uh, Flick Between. He, he's more known and he's, he's more commonly used a, um, a one of the new. Um, double humbucking tellies, the American standard. Okay, yeah, yeah. Double. I think they're American standard. American no, I stand- think he just had a black top. Was they, it black top? They look oh, maybe quite it was a black top. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, about I'm, those, those I'm black sure top a, guitars. I'm sure it's a black top. I don't think it's an American. Mm. Those black top guitars. Actually, like, you're probably right. I always thought that they looked like American standards because they had American standard logo on the right. top. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were not like a vintage lacquer neck. Yeah. They were like a clear. You know, like satin, like you'd yeah. expect on a mm. on a standard. So the other cool thing about the black tops is the uh, control plate is flipped, so it makes it easy. So 
directly beneath the strings is the volume control as opposed to the pickup selector. Right. So it makes it easier for you to do volume swells and stuff. Oh, that's quite nice. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a nice little touch that's actually yeah. really well thought out. Yeah, and, yeah, it is. But quite costly to change the plate in that sense. Um, no, not really, because they it's just, just the they same. literally, they flip the plate around and they just wire oh, the back. Oh, I see It's wired as volume tone uh, pickup selector right, as right. opposed to pickup selector volume tone. And they then put a couple of Fender amp knobs on there, which yes. is nice. yeah. super cool. Okay, yeah, cool. Well, he, he played that for the bolt, but um, to, for for the opener and for all the new stuff, he was playing a just a, a standard telly. Okay, and and again, just sort of seeing like a, a completely single coil Telecaster, and it was like a maple neck, just a black telly, maple neck. It's a class- classic metal guitar. <laughs> Yeah, just, exactly. It was just really unusual for such heavy stuff, and they they are quite drop tuned, yeah, as well. So yeah, it was uh, yeah, uh, uh, random instruments for. for yes, definitely. So metal's changing. What what were people using amp wise? Um. Uh. So again, Black Star for oh, yeah, for, for Rolo Tomasi. Oh really? Again? Um, okay. Yeah, and uh, um, the the bass is like a uh, orange cabs, but um. Some, like one of those. He's got like a big Ashdown head or something, doesn't he? No, he's got one of those Ampeg PF heads. Oh yeah, he does. Oh. He does because I had a go at him for that um, when we saw them do that in-store resident. Yeah, yeah. Joe, and just before I finished working at, at the shop that I was working at, we did a, we sort of helped them out, put together a PA for an in-store at a records independent uh, record yeah. store around the corner from from where where we worked at the time, and um, and yeah. He had a, uh, he had that, and I was just like, "What is wrong with you? What is, at, what is wrong with you?" You were like, they tour for like six months of a year, and and you're doing it with a portaflex, the, the least, that like the most breaky amp yeah. we have ever ever sold yeah. at, at the guitar shop. I know, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. So, um, this week I've been, uh, I spent the last two days listening to Beatles solo records. I saw your tweet about that. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, probably people have probably sent me some abuse that I've not, uh, yet read. But I don't think, uh, people care that much. No, about people love the Beatles. Uh, no. Um, so, um, yeah, spent a day, uh, a couple of days listening to a load of Beatles records and I just want to point out, um, how good a guitarist Paul McCartney is. Everyone says George Harrison amazing, and I can't dispute that. Mm-hmm. His work in the Beatles, bloody brilliant. But check out a couple of McCartney solo records if you want some proper rocking guitars. Like the first two, uh, McCartney and Ram, have got some of the best guitar playing I think I've ever ever heard. He is awesome, and loads of it is just guitar straight into the desk. Turn it up. To the desk. Were they using like Neve desks or anything like yeah, that? Yeah. So I forget the story. I think he basically there was an old four-track machine at Abbey Road that he took from there when they were getting it, getting rid of it and upgrading to like eight tracks. Um, he took one home, and yeah, loads of it is just like I'll just plug my guitar straight in, and I assume there's like valve pre or something in there. Um, and it just sounds wicked. It's like that Abbey Road and like from White Album onwards, I guess, like Fuzz Sound is so good because it is literally just like a Les Paul or a Telly plugged straight into the desk. And it sounds awesome. Definitely worth checking out. Check out McCartney. That is a rocking record. It's is so that- weird, isn't it, that like that happened and like died away. 
What, just plugging straight into the desk? Yeah. I guess probably the quality or the style of desks went a different way. Yeah. So you were less like Valve Pre's, and I guess when you were going into the 80s, you were going into like, or 70s and 80s, you were going into like clean studio preamps. And I guess there's also, um, you know, the technology became more, more people got into it, and the technology became more affordable, and more people started opening up smaller studios. Yeah, totally. Which, you know, just, it, rather than there just being like a handful of big studios with these, like, I mean, what does, a, what does one of those desks cost you now? Like, I mean, obviously you can't get, but the equivalent, you pay like 200 grand or something like that. Oh, for, yeah, for, yeah, for like a, yeah, totally, totally. For the equivalent unit, yeah. today's equivalent unit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, you know, you just, it's so unattainable for pretty much everybody that it just, and it, I guess it's interesting to think about whether, which one drove that, uh, drove that trend you know did the more affordable technology mean that more people were opening studios and therefore we moved away from big rigs to small rigs or did more people get into it and therefore the technology became more widely available and you know i I don't know yeah i'm just talking yes i think the yeah i just think desks and what people wanted from studio stuff went in a very different direction you went from obviously like tape delay like warm sounding tape delays to very accurate sounding clean digital delays so um yeah no more plugging straight into the front end so there we go big shame um so should we move on to news nude good excellent one bit of news this week um planet waves have released the ned steinberger micro sound hole tuner um it's it's not big news this week you can tell it's really small news i mean that it's very, like, it's that very can't small. Be the only thing that's the only happened. bit of news. Honestly, it's the only bit of news. There's been a couple of like weird boutique pedals um, that are out there, but no ones that I'd particularly heard of. So this is really the only thing that has kind of crossed my path this week in terms of news. Um, Jay's actually got one in his hand. I do. I, you know what? I didn't know that the NS stood for Ned Steinberger because oh, it doesn't maybe it say doesn't, it actually. Any, I'm sure it doesn't because it doesn't say it anywhere does, on the box. What does NS stand for then? Where have I got Ned Steinberger from? No noise strings. Oh, is that what it is? No. Oh. It doesn't say, does it? It doesn't say. NS. So, maybe, I, it's, maybe, I've, maybe I've just made that up but it's called the NS micro sound hole tuner. Um, noise so, sound. No, no, the no, no, noise sound. Um, so... Jay Cross, we've been sent one of these. We uh, have. To have a look at. We have. Uh, you're holding it in your hand now. I am. The first thing is it's very small. Yes. So it just clips onto the frame of the inside of your sound it, hole. It does, yeah. I mean, that's, that's despite you saying that's small, that's still quite a bulky thing to clip to the well, inside of a sound but hole. The, the, oh, this is quite good, actually, because I'll be able, to, mm. we'll be able yeah. to show stuff off Jay's when talk, we're doing it. talking about the camera. Um, the, so there's a little uh, sort of slot there, and it pops under there. A and flange. Yeah, and the the, bo- the body of the um the body of the tuner, the like the main bulk of the tuner would be underneath the sound hole, so it wouldn't, hmm. it it doesn't get too much in the way, no. um you know it, it's not it's not too bad, um, but like it looks neat. I think it's a it does person. look neat for this, me. This, this, my I think main that's issue a really with it, convenient addition. My main issue with it is there's no battery cover. The battery is just sort of slotted in. And that will be a complete nightmare if, if that falls out. If that falls out into your guitar, is there not supposed to be a battery cover on there? I mean, there wasn't one in the box. 
Yeah, weird. Um, so I, th- for me, this is a better solution than a headstock tuner. Um, certainly more subtle. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't like headstock tuners because they usually they're on a hinge, so you yep. can see them. And if you move around at all, they flap around. They do. Um, and the only one I can say that doesn't do that is the TC Electronic, which is a bit more sturdy. Yes. Um, but yeah, a lot of them kind of flap around a bit, and this one just looks like it would slot in there. Um, and you're not going to have any problems with that. I think yeah, that's yeah, great. Good I, job. Think, I, I think that's you know a, a sensible way to you, you know have an alternative to something that always is always going to get lost in your gig bag. I mean, like, it does seem a bit weird that it doesn't angle the screen doesn't angle up. You're still going to be sort of looking very much into the into yeah, but the you body can, of your you guitar can put at it, an angle. Yeah, well, not necessarily because you can adjust it so that it's directly. I guess so. Yeah. You just put facing it. up at you. So I think this is a neat thing. Um, and uh, Didario seems to, or Planet Waves, I should say, seem to be um, very keen on making this a big thing. So I think they realised that headstock tuners is like an overcrowded market. Yeah. Um, this is a real neat solution. Really, yes. really nice indeed. So yeah. And I, they're not very much money, are they? Uh, I don't know is the answer. Wow, well, there we go. Yeah, we. Um, I mean, we wouldn't have reviewed it if it'd been cheap, would we? Let's no, be no, you know, we only no. review good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bear that in mind if you're thinking about sending us stuff. We only review good, expensive stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Great. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Um, it's yeah, I I actually don't know how much this is, but it's not going to be very much money. You can, it's got all the features that you want. You can change the calibration on it, um, and it lights up really bright and it's really accurate and. Yeah, I mean, what else do you need, really? You're going to give it a uh, proper test and review up on the site. I am soon. Yes. I am. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Into that. Had I uh, had I bought a Mel Nine last week? Yes, oh, right. you had. Oh, I'll tell you what I hadn't talked about what? in the. Uh, this is this isn't news. This is more what we've been up to. But um, my count five turned up. Yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about. It. We talked about it very briefly at the end of the. Uh, How are you finding it? It's absolutely incomprehensible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so first of all, it turned up and it doesn't come with a box. It came in a cardboard box and was wrapped in some bubble wrap, and that's it. Um, just a plain cardboard box. Just a yeah, like yeah, just a plain cardboard box. Okay. That was, is the shipping box. Yeah. There's no uh, counter five box. No. It's just you get the pedal. Um, you get. A, did you get a bit of piece of paper? I think there was a bit of pa- piece of paper saying thanks very much and I assume there's more instructions on the website I need to go back and check but I plugged it in and I was just like I've absolutely no idea what's happening yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty um, much any pedal that you plug in you can if you're used to what guitar pedals do and if you've used them for a while you can kind of just go oh yeah you know tweak the delay a little bit and even if the controls labeled differently Things, can, things usually yeah. are an equivalent of like delay time or feedback or yeah. modulation speed and or level gain exactly yeah, even yeah, if yeah. they're called if, if, like if it's like grit or damage yeah yeah like yeah. you can you can go okay that's the gain control I've absolutely no idea what these do <laughs> I know that one of the controls does four different things so concurrently it, or like you do depending on what depending on where the control is set right okay in there. so no, but also in the knob itself. So right. there's three there's three micro switches. Yeah. Two of them are latched and one of them has two settings and one of them has three settings. Yeah. The middle one is non-latching. What? Exactly. It's a push up to go up and then it springs back into the middle. So it's like parameter up and down okay. on a micro switch. 
But then one of the controls does four different things. What, is it notched? Or no, not at all. It, just, it changes different parameters the at light, the same time? The light switch goes between two colours. So all the way around, I think it's like red. And then you turn it like a quarter of the way around and it's blue. Another quarter and it's red again. And then another quarter and it's blue again. Indicating that it's doing four different things depending on where you are on that dial. Right, okay. And it's four very different things. Like... I just can't get my head around it. I need to sit down. Or what I need is Matt Knight to come around and go. Look, this is how you use this. So one of the um, one of the shows I went to this week was to see uh, a band called Alma. Uh, yeah. Who Matt Knight um, interviewed um, for the boss uh, the boss thing. Yes. We did it over at Kato Studios, which is up on our YouTube. You should check out sort of the Alma video because he, he uses like a a double pedal board with tons and tons of effects. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that video. But he's uh, he listens to the podcast, Pete, the guitarist in Alma, and he's um, he bought a Counter Five as well. Did he? Ordered one around the same time that you did, and okay. actually received his very uh, uh, you know a short similar time, time. Ago. yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, and he has reacted in a completely similar way. When I saw him the other night, he was like, "Oh yeah, I got my Counter Five. Absolutely no idea yeah. how it works. <laughs> yeah, straight out of the box. If you don't read the instructions, it's barely it's it's basically unusable. Yeah, um, because." There's no obvious things. So the the switches are just listed as like M and D and E. I think it's M D and E. And it's like this makes no sense. And if you're so you're on one of the modes and you hit the notch up and it will like drop the your loop by an octave and then the loop will just stop. And it's like I just don't know what's going on. Um so yeah, I need to spend some time sitting down and actually working out what this is about because I really want to use it and what I want to do is put it on the board after or maybe before the ditto looper right yeah so great idea create yeah, so you can loop create mad the, loops yeah. and then loop them wow you sound like a you sound like a kid I know you sound like you're, you're, I'm, I want to create mad loops I want to create mad loops and uh, no I sound like one of you guys who are just yeah, like yeah I'm just because normally I just plug the guitar in, put on a bit of reverb and like a bit of trem, and it sounds wicked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually want to do some stuff that we all talk about. Um, but the Count Five is just incomprehensible, and I don't know what I've bought. But it kind of doesn't matter because they go. If I were to sell it on eBay, they go for more in pounds than I paid. So yeah, fine. I'm going to use it for a bit, but don't get on with it. Stick it on the bay. Um, so yeah, Count Five. It's it's exciting. We should we should do a demo on it if Definitely. we can ever work out how it works. Yeah, we'll or maybe if we don't work out how it works, maybe I'll just do a demo anyway. Oh, even better. Yeah. Oh, can, can I talk about my gripe? Oh yes, you can. You can talk about your gripe actually. Okay. So, so we will do some questions after this yeah, yeah, because we, we are news light. Um, we've got a few things to talk about, like uh, Joe's gripe, mm. um, and uh, don't switch off. It's not a medical gripe. No. It's uh, with a piece of gear. And then we'll do some questions from the Facebook group. So yeah. tell us about your gripe. Gripe. Well, I like this new segment. Oh, yeah. Every week we'll do a gripe. A gripe. Gripe. Okay. Gripe. That's it. That's okay. it. I'll go for that go one. Again. that one. Okay, so this, this week's... No, okay, so we need a little intro. So, And now on to this week's gripe. Gripe. Good. Right, so uh, yeah, this week's gripe is um, is with Digitech. 
Okay. Um, is this going to get you the sack? No. What, what, no. Have, what have the big D done to annoy you this no, week? It's, it's, not, it's not something to annoy me. I really like Digitech. I think they've done some great pedals. And, uh, I mean, the, the, the whammy is, is, you know, one of the greatest effects pedals you can buy and will sort of live forever in the history of absolutely brilliant effects. They're loopers. Um, the Jamman Stereo, I think, is very good. Yeah. Um, I think it gives you a lot of options and takes up less room than... Say that you know the an RC three hundred. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 they're very good. I needed to get some loops, some samples onto a pedal that could be triggered. So WAV files onto a pedal that could be triggered. Yeah. And I was thinking, right, I need to get an RC three. I have an RC two, but the RC two doesn't have. A USB, USB yeah. So there's no way of getting anything onto it. The RC3 does, and I was like, oh, I could get that, but the Jam Man Solo. Wait, RC3 does. RC30. No, RC3. Does. RC3 okay. has a yeah, USB does, in Because yeah. all of the pedals, you can now go on that Boss Loop website. I can't remember. Okay. The, the, uh, if you have an RC330 or 300, or the one even, and you don't know about this, um, I can't remember the exact website link, but if you if you type Boss Loops into Google, I'm sure it will come up. They have a, an entire website dedicated to backing tracks that you can get on there and people sharing different ways they're using the loopers. It's a really interesting community idea that Boss have come up with that, for that. But anyway, back to Digitech, yes. who instead of coming up with a, uh, a useful community, have come up with a completely unusable software package. So what are you what were you trying to do? So I need to get a WAV file from a computer onto the pedal so that I can trigger it. Sure. The Jamman Solo comes with not only um, a USB in, but also a micro SD. Yes. Um, great, really useful, and a lot cheaper than an RC3. So I thought it was an obvious solution, as I only needed to do this one task. Um, so I plugged it in uh, via USB. The computer doesn't recognize it at all. And I was like, oh, there must be a, a, some sort of software Update that, the driver. that I need to use. So yeah, so I, uh, I, found, I found the software package, got that. Um, and if you if you then sort of you install that, reload, you know, uh, replug in the the pedal so that it can recognise the pedal on the software, and you can then um, you can then move everything onto it. Only it doesn't ever recognise that there's a, a device there. So I then go onto Digitech's own forum for the Jamman. Which I then read through hundreds <laughs> of comments <laughs> dating back to 2011. People going, I've downloaded the software, it doesn't recognise my Jamman Solo. Is that how long ago that pedal came out? And there has not been a single response from the company on their own forum, on their own page, to what? explain what's going on. And I mean hundreds of people saying, this does not work. This software does not work. Firstly, the Digitech Jamman Solo coming out in 2011. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Seven makes me feel unbelievably old. That's yeah. Because I remember that as like the hot new thing. They're yeah. doing a single button looper. This is gonna be amazing. <laughs> well, because like, originally there was the there was the jam man. Yeah. And then that was replaced by the Jam Man Solo and the Jam Man Stereo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, so yeah, well, yeah. because they came out at the same time, I think. Mm, yeah. Stereo's great. Um, does loads. But I don't know if this works. But certainly, um, I couldn't get it to recognise a micro SD card. And um, I couldn't get it to import anything onto the software. Was there anything on the forums about playing from a micro SD? Because that thing, that to me, seems like the easiest way I can un- I can kind of understand it not recognising as a hard drive with your computer mm-hmm. because you're adding something else into the mixer you're adding the computer in there like what mm-hmm. uh, yeah, drives absolutely. have you got you know what version of your software have you got on your computer mm. I can kind of understand that the micro SD should work mm. should shouldn't it what about formatting have you checked like what format is it is uh, expecting on the card yes yeah okay. it needs WAVs and it needs them to be a mono no, despite no, the fact the card itself like how it's formatted so oh, like right, XFAT no. FAT32 no no I haven't checked that, that might be your issue it could be it could be this just seems like a, an incredibly complicated Completely. way of doing things well and considering you know you think of the audience for something like a Jam Man Solo it's probably a lot of the times I'd say it's like older guys that want to like you know jam along some backing tracks or you know practice in their room like those sort of people I would imagine probably don't want to spend too much time messing around and conversely you know someone who wants to go out and do some busking with taking something to loop on Hmm. probably not going to want to spend that much time faffing around with an SD card especially when the um, alternative is you just um, get your RC30 you plug it in via USB and you drag and drop the files yeah yeah. completely into the into the the, exactly the bank that you need it to be needless to say I, I'm ordering an RC3 right okay um, <laughs> but um, the, the other thing actually that I found with the Jam Man that I really wasn't sure about is they they've they introduced backing so they have a they have a um, they have a drum part that yes is, that is also on there it's always on always on yeah on, but you on, so turn, turn it down the volume down, 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 you can, you? yeah exactly yeah, yeah. That's all, you can just turn the volume down yeah yeah so that, knock, knock that control live whilst it's off and you wouldn't know and then you turn on your loop and it's got over the top of it I'm into it yeah <laughs> just to throw a little extra bit of weirdness into the polymath mix yeah I mean, and I bet it's, I, I, 
the bit he hasn't got to the bit he's annoyed about. It's in four four. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the bit that noises you can't change it to like seven twelve or whatever. Thirteen seventeen. That's that's the best one. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Love big hits in thirteen seventeen. But there's there's gripe of the week anyway that I've, I've just found surprisingly difficult to use a pedal that should be really to, easy. Yeah, seems to be yeah. base itself around being uh, intuitive. Like the whole thing with the Jam Man is that you can plug two into each other and they'll be able to interact and and, and with each other and things. Like everything about it seems like it was built for for well I kind of felt like for, for young players and for people who want to they were really trying to harness like the loop community with, yeah. the, with the relaunch of the Jam Man stuff and it just seems like a, a bit of a shame that it's that it fell so short yeah I mean, it's I, a bit weird I don't mean to sound like a um, like I'm talking tr- talking trash here but have Digitech ever I suppose with with like the the trio they did, but recent like other than recently, have Digitech ever been the sort of company to go like, right, check out this new thing that's really cool and the whammy, I guess. But or are they just playing catch up most of the time? Now, that's, so recently, I think they've done some really good. I suppose stuff. you've got the whammy, which is the, which is no, the obvious no, one. The, well, newer also, than that, they've yeah, got like, their new range of boutique pedals with things like the Polaris and the, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's right. You know, I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of the trio and the Polaris and the um, Mosaic, the twelve string, and yeah. reissuing the um, Overdrive preamp, which is a cool pedal, and the yeah. Phasor. Um, they recently Digitech and Dodd have been doing some yeah. really yeah, cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, the Dodd stuff is, is good, but. Yeah, maybe I'm just. Being I know simple. what you mean, though. For a long time, they've kind of just gone. Look, just we sell loads of whammies. That yeah, do. absolutely. And That's you fine. know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Let's release another RP unit. Oh well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. and it'll be fifty quid cheaper than the next than our competitor or whatever. Yeah. you know, certainly. I think whilst we've all been growing up, Digitech have kind of been the um, I can't quite afford a boss brand. Yeah, um, definitely. With things like. I mean, sometimes that's kind of hit and miss because we talk about how good the Bad Monkey is. And, yeah, true. and I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think I'd pre- like play a Bad Monkey over an SD One or something. I yeah, think that's yeah. a better pedal. Uh, but generally, it's, it's a tube screamer, really, more than it. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so yeah, I'll, yes. You're Would right. you play it yeah. over a Moor Green Mile? Yes, yeah, probably. Exactly. But I wouldn't play a Hot Rod Distortion over or a. Uh, what were they called? The X series. Do you remember? Oh the god, X, yeah, they the were delay the X DF or something. And like, because they had those hardwire pedals as well, and they weren't very good. Like, cause they had well, a hard, the hardwire, the, the Digitech hardwire digital. looper. They had what they had a hardwire mm. looper, and that was that was really, really crap. <laughs> like, I think that might still be yeah. available. Oh, Some of that hardwire god, stuff really? is definitely still available. That was that was not not a good pedal. Were, were they the ones where you could suppress the pedals? Oh no, that was the Ibanez series wasn't it where the the, no, the suppressor yes, better suppress the controls sound, um, sound ta- not sound tank something else like that yeah, yeah. we talked about that a lot yeah, yeah. good series of pedals anyway so that was your gripe with that Digitech was gripe. Yeah, yeah. should we move on to some questions yes why not questions indeed Paul says set neck bolt neck or neck through pros and cons discuss so shall we shall we take them um, in <laughs> order that he said pros and cons of each because we can't He's saying, I guess he's saying, which do you prefer? But what's better? That, I guess it totally depends on the guitar. Like we can't say because I don't, I wouldn't want a strat with a neck through. Well, no, be but, dreadful. But I also think we can probably attribute kind of standard features of the sort of guitar sure. that you would give a, a set. A sure. Or a well, through. Let's talk about the pros and cons of a set neck first. Um, Jay Cross, do you want to tackle this one? 
Sure. Um, so I guess the obvious one here would be something like a Les Paul. Yep. Um, or a Gibson style guitar. Les Pauls being the obvious one. So um, I, I, the pros and the cons, it, I think it kind of depends on how you're going about it and also what what level you're going for. Now, I would say that if you're generally, if you're not spending a huge amount on a guitar, you probably don't want to look for something with a set neck because it's it's got a little bit more of an art form to it. It's something it's that you've got to have a human being looking at and like sort of queuing up and setting in properly. Yeah, of the three, it's the hardest to achieve Do you in think? a factory. Do you think? What about through neck? Well, but I think... A through neck's not like to achieve and it and not break. A, a through neck's expensive. Yeah. Uh, and it requires. I, I. I mean, I guess it requires more in the wood shop. But I yeah. think. I think effectively gluing a neck to a body. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're you're doing a lot of gluing with through necks as well. Well, you're gluing on the wings of the, yeah. the instrument. That's that's a those are big chunks being sort true. Of, true. You know, yeah. The so. I guess it depends on the neck tenon as well. The tenon being the part of the, I guess the upper part of the neck. How much of that kind of goes into the body? Yeah. Um, so on generally older Les Pauls and things that are trying to be more historically accurate, <coughs> generally they'll have a longer neck tenon. So uh, yeah, it means that mo- there's more of the neck past the fretboard going into a larger slot in the body but of course that you sacrifice some access with a longer tenon which is why they're sort of more abandoned on it yes and no depends how you cut the heel i guess sometimes it doesn't make a huge amount of difference but um and obviously you know more les paul more modern uh, les pauls and generally cheaper les pauls tend to have a smaller shorter neck tenon um which it can be uh, people say it affects the tone and obviously affects the um, durability of the guitar because Absolutely. it's why it's quite a common problem on on Epiphones on yep. on sort of a, a older Epiphone Les Paul certainly now that Epiphone have been making them for a while it's not uncommon to see that being what finishes them yes it's definitely you, I think you are definitely looking at less this is the least lifespan you will get out of a guitar in in any price point possibly possibly i've got some thoughts on that with neck throughs uh-huh. um just in terms of aging and warping and things like that yeah. um but yeah yes i think it's the it's probably the second most expensive to do out of the lot mm-hmm. but um it's the, the common it's common for a reason you know it's yeah. not yeah, as yeah, common yeah, yeah. as bolt on but yeah it's it's common the advantages are of course more to do with sustain and uh, and, and tone i guess by yeah. by default and i guess also this sits in the middle with that as well if if we think of neck through as being the most amount of contact yes. that you can have between a neck and a body yeah. and and bolt on is the least so how about bolt ons what kind of guitars would you expect to find them on and why would you prefer a bolt on or what? What are the good things about Bolton? So, well, Michael Bolton. Yeah, Michael yeah. Bolton Wanderers. Yeah, that's Gajon- not a good thing. Idaka Johnson, he was great. Yeah, yeah, he's alright. Um, so obviously, Fenders being all Fenders, all Fenders are Bolton. All Fenders? No, no, because you think of things like the custom FMT. Uh, yeah, okay. The signature model by that fella, Jim Adkins. That's the one. Um, Which is yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there are a few. Those, so, those are through neck I think the FMTs the 
And the Jim Atkins is, is a glued neck. The, mm. Yeah, I think so. I Something like that. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's the other way around. Possibly. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, so bolt-on necks are exactly what they sound like. You've got three or four bolts at the at the back of the of the heel which is the join between the um the the neck and the body the benefit to it being um it's cheaper it's quicker um one of the many reasons why an american built fender style guitar will be a lot cheaper than uh, why an american built gibson style guitar uh, you know, one one of the reasons why they're so much cheaper is is that is that you know it's so quick and easy. You just drill four holes together and bish bash bosh, yep. you're in. Um, and you know that isn't a mis- that's not happened by accident. Leo Fender did, he wanted the guitar to be modular. modular. He wanted it to be quick. He wanted it to be easazy Wanted it to be you know the whole point of it replaceable. Was that, replaceable. You break the neck. You could Absolutely. just put another one. And on it. you know the, there are. Um, there's all those stories of people being like, oh, I really like the neck on your strap. Can we swap? And, you know, it happening, which is, yeah, yeah. you know, nowadays you just think, oh, well, that's crazy, what are you doing? But, you know, it was that's what they were there for. They were modular, they were easy to do. Um, one of the big things there, obviously, is if you uh, drop your guitar and break the headstock off of it, you just buy, have to buy a new neck, as opposed to if you drop the, your guitar, drop your Les Paul, and, you know, that's more or less it's never going to be as it's ne- it's never going to be the same again no it's just the beginning it's not the end exactly yeah wait um, that is true it's it the is beginning true. of a whole new guitar absolutely um, but yeah so that would be that would be the main benefit uh, Tone I'm I'm not sure how much I buy into the fact that you you would get a substantially different sound from the guitar I think there's I think there's too many other factors. I think you're a hundred percent wrong. A hundred percent wrong. I, so if you play a telly yeah. with a bolt on neck and yeah. you play a telly with a through neck or a set neck, yeah. they sound so different. So different. I agree that there are other things. Of course, like everything if you want to take the two extremes, a telly and a Les Paul, then yes. Everything about a telecaster is is designed around the opposite yeah. of what a Les Paul is. A Les Paul's looking for sort of sustain and low end and a telly's looking for twang and, and it doesn't need any sustain which which is which is why. But I do I do think that that is still something that, you know, plays a big big old part in it. But well, I think, you know, yeah. you can look at something like uh, I would I would look to something like an Ibanez Iceman, which is, you know, sort of leads us on to the next uh the next um, band there where through you've got necks. through necks and also because they do through necks bolt necks and set necks I think the Iceman not I, I mean they have done bolt on necks in the past but I don't think they're doing now they not do a cheap one no but you you definitely get because the ICT 300 I think ICT 300 500 and 700 okay um, the 700 is through neck and I don't think they sound that much different to the cheaper ones. You know, they're better guitars, but there's a lot more going on there. I yeah. think I think the Iceman is a really good guitar to compare because there's, you know, there's so many, there's so there's far fewer variables between the between the two. Um, yes, you're going to get a lot more sustain out of out of a through neck, which is one of the you know one of the benefits to it. But you know, I, I 
I'm not I'm not convinced that it's not down to the fact that generally bolt on guitars are you know they're made of uh, more brittle wood they're made of wood that's uh, le- uh, more dense less dense less dense less dense um, more porous uh, wait no like through neck guitars you said yeah. bolt on yeah, bolt, I mean, bolt, yeah, bolt like, on necks are um, harder woods. Yes, so less yeah, porous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, like alder yeah. and alder and ash and uh, basswood and yeah, much tighter you know. grain. Absolutely, and so you know, I think those. Uh, I think the actual construction of the body it would make a far bigger difference than the uh, than the like whether how the neck's been put together. I, I like. Yeah, I d- I'm, I'm, I'm really not convinced. We'll I'm have really to convinced agree gonna... to disagree okay, on that yeah. one. Because I think, actually, if you played a, for example, a mahogany body telly okay. with a bolt on neck and an ash telly with a bolt on neck, yeah. the difference will be much less than if you played an ash necked, an ash body telly yeah. um, with a bolt on versus an ash body telly with a glued neck. I mean, you couldn't really do that, but yeah, yeah. Well, that that's what that's my point is that I, you know, I, I really don't think that that join is the deciding factor. I think that you know, the fact that you would glue a mahogany body as opposed to drilling it, you know, you're you wouldn't drill a mahogany body because it's the wood grain is too open. It's likely not to be, um, but that's it, that's secure more, enough. That's more about the wood making the difference. Yeah, absolutely, than... and that's that's a hundred percent my point. Is I think that the wood is what makes that difference, rather than how you know the fact that there's a little bit extra wood there that's maybe vibrating a bit more. So, Joe Branton, we haven't really mm. covered through necks. No, we're... so what coming from the bass world, through necks obviously quite a bit more common. Yeah. So what it doesn't how make are through them... necks made? It and yeah. What are the pros and cons? <laughs> okay, so a through neck is essentially the uh, the the neck. And the the uh, centerpiece of the body being all part of the same thing. Yes. So um, what you would do is is, is, is build a neck with a, a, a square centerpiece, and then you add on the wings uh, of the not of square. The well, sorry, that, long, was, sort of rectangular, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of cuboid. Uh, cu- so, cuboid is well, what just I meant, imagine yeah. if you followed the kind of thickness of a guitar neck. Yeah all the way through to the end of the body exactly and then you you shove a, a couple of wings onto yep. either end which, so like are, a, which are normally glued a thunderbird is probably the most well known in ter- and in terms of like looking at it a thunderbird would be a, an example of that yeah, right? yeah 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 it's worth mentioning that when they do the through necks they're often made of multiple layers um, yeah. for strength and also for looks so if you see like classic example yes thunderbird or like one of the original BC Rich Mockingbirds which mm-hmm. will have like probably seven or nine different kind of sandwich layers yeah. making the up the centre part the of the body. The Thunderbird Pros at the moment have yep. that. They have Did like they? the... Yeah, and, and they'd normally use something like a... Uh, they'd do like a walnut maple um, kind of every other sort of thing. And yeah, yes. they're normally like five or seven um, layer layer laminates. So yeah, so the, the Thunderbird is sort of your, your obvious one and kind of your only good one. Because it's uh, it's just something that's so through next was something that was so kind of galvanised in the in the eighties and it's yeah. so it's 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 become such a part of that. I don't think there are for for me through next are the thing I would come into contact the least with because because no one who makes good instruments uses through next. Unfortunately, because it's it's the last one to the party. 
um, no classic vintage guitars are made with a through neck See, which I, means I, it's mostly newer stuff I think you're going to upset a lot of bass players that play Alembics and no, Ibanez they, mus- they musicians yeah, they don't and count. people that play those modern Ibanez because Ibanez use through necks a lot on their kind of high end SRs right. yeah, and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that it, it, it's, it's there on the SRs above the sort of 500 series and the, 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 the fretless models as well yeah. um, and I I guess you see it on the PRS stuff as well, the Kestrel and the Kingfisher basses as well. So yeah, and and, and I guess PRS uh, for for guitars would also use. Uh, no, no, I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah glued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glued. yeah. So what weird. what would you say are the benefits of using through necks? So again, I guess it's just the top tier of the sort of the sustain argument. So it's the most amount of contact you can have for the neck into the body. So it, running to to sort of where the pickups are going to be. So. Um, it is going to, yeah, have the the most sustain and the 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 truest tone in that sense. Yeah, that's about it. They also, I think, they look super cool on the right bass, or yeah, pretty much on the right bass on mm, some guitars. I think those BC Rich like Mockingbirds and stuff from the seventies, and like the Ibanez musician, musicians and stuff, which I think are a swamp ash and walnut sandwich, yeah, really? like. Yes, like the wings are walnut, and then down the middle they've got like swamp ash stripes. Yeah. Look awesome. I'm 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 gonna rep the Iceman again. Yeah, like the Iceman is there is nothing uncool about the Iceman. You don't usually see the joins on those legs. They usually finish no, them in like a black yeah, or of course sparkle yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think through necks are cool, and I think they should come back. Maybe they will. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they will. No, it's. I mean, it, it obviously it, it wins kind of the sort of tone sustain thing. I'm just not necessarily convinced it was anything that ever needed to be won. I mean, one of the thi- one of the big advantages of it as well is, uh, of course, like Fender and 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 Gibson really struggle to make anything resembling a contoured heel. Well, Gibson just can't do it, but. You, you know, sort of fender like, what really. What about the try. Les Paul access? access? Yeah, but access. that's that's not a glue on neck, is it? I thought that was through. No, that no, no. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's through. They are yeah, through yeah. neck. They are, yeah, they are, are they? definitely through. One hundred percent. I don't know. One hundred percent. I actually don't know. We can look that up. Um, but but yeah, the it, it's, it's certainly a struggle uh, if, if for for a glued neck to to do a sort of contoured heel. Fender sort of do their best, but there's always going to be you know sort of a bit of a, a mess down there between where the the neck's joining the body so for sort of higher access and everything which is obviously something that guitarists are going to care about more than bass players i think yeah it's it's cool yes i think through necks should make a comeback and um, we've got a few more minutes let's do one more question um okay this is fairly open-ended and trevor says trevor what's your favorite amp trevor that is fairly open um What's your favourite amp and why? Jay Cross. What's my favourite amp and why? This is difficult. It is difficult. Why um, is it difficult? It's basement. I'm, I sold it. I told you. Yeah. yeah it's not, it doesn't have to be something you've owned. No, Just what's your favourite amp? What's my favourite amp? Um, Given that... Oh, man. I don't know. I, uh, Should I come back to you? Come back to me. Joe Branton. Um, it... Could it be a bass amp? Can yeah, I have a course? Can I have both? Uh, yeah, pick one. Pick one of each. Okay. Well, um, for bass, even though um, it's something that I will never own and uh, and, and probably wouldn't buy, um, absolutely the best sounding amp um, I've ever heard is uh, the Ampeg B15. Okay. Um, so 
so Ampeg released like a is it 15 watts I assume it's 15 yes. watts so, or valve so it's 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 yeah it's uh, it was part of their original Portaflex series it was um, the Portaflex I believe yeah. um, uh, which is a uh, which was great if you've never seen one it was kind of I assume it was designed for studio use um, as it's it's obviously only 15 watts but of course everything was quieter when it was when it was being built which would have been what early 70s uh no late 60s right yeah mid, um, mid to late 60s and the, the the whole concept with this range is that they are flip top so the head itself packs down into the cabinet which is a single 15 inch speaker and you can unclip the top of the cabinet flip it round and you've got the head with the uh, input jack access there and all of the valves on display expo- exposed in front of you and it is just one of the coolest vintage sounding um bass heads ever uh, bass cabs bass amps ever made and and just is on countless records um I, I actually was able to get one for our last recording but unfortunately they're all so old and rickety now did it not survive no it was um it, it was just there were some screws loose in the cabinet and they <laughs> were just you could hear them yeah. when i was playing and fine so for live recording. not good enough for recording no, exactly so um how, so, about, how about the guitar amp uh which leads me on to my favorite guitar amp which is actually the bass amp i recorded on instead okay um which is a offender bassman 135 that I nice sold. yeah the the head going through they they released a, a, a 215 cab in in that yep. series to go with it and um it silver is, face cab yeah, 215 beautiful. absolutely straight beautiful. up the just the most sort of velvety soupy um, vintage it, it was just sounded like everything Led Zeppelin yeah and, and it, it absolutely no no ridiculous presence and top end you, you could have maxed the treble out of it and, and not been able to yep. hear any sort of string noise you know it was so subby and, and, and woolly sounding but you know that that's part, partially to do with the way cabs were made back then when they were uh, same with the B15 when they were lining the inside of cabs with cotton wool um, because treble was something to be avoided back then. Yeah. Um, now that's what you want. Yeah. Well, bit of top end. Some people, what you bit want. of top end. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, but yeah, so so I'll go for those two as absolutely perfect examples of vintage amps. Jay Cross. I think if I'm choosing a bass amp, the the single best bass sound that I ever heard. Mark was bass, little Mark. <clears throat> no, please don't. Look, I've I've set such a good bar. The single best bass sound that I ever heard was um, this guy that I used to play in a band with. Before I was playing in a band with him, I went to watch his band play. And um, he had a... I can't remember the exact model. But I How think, could it be your favourite amp? I think it was... Well, I just don't know the exact model. Oh, I right, think okay. it was a... Um, it was a Sun. I think the 300T, which right. is like the original style, like the 60s one. Obviously not a 60s one, but 60s star one. And um, they, I, I was doing some reading on them fairly recently, actually, and I hadn't realised that Sun, it's, it comes from the name. Their name was Sunholt, I think, and um, they were in the Kingsman, who did that song oh, Louie Louie. Oh, okay. And um, they, uh, after, after after like Louie Louie was such a big hit, they started touring and stuff, and the amp, the bass amp, just they it was nothing loud enough. Right. So they went, okay. I guess we'll build it something that's loud enough, and that's where it came from. Nice, which is really cool, and I, I didn't know that, but um, I, I that's like 
absolute that's my the favorite bass sound i've ever heard was was that's like great sound, one yeah. of those through an eight by ten just like turned up absolutely amazing guitar amp i think probably i really want to say fender but i think probably an ac30 nice i think it's probably it's probably my favorite amp a vox ac30 a hand-wired vox ac30 a hand-wired vox ac30 with those Celestian blue speakers. Beautiful. A hand what no, I'm done. Okay, good. Um, I'm going to go for... Um, oh, the guitar amp is really difficult because I don't really like a lot of guitar amps. Yeah. You own a Hughes and Kettner. Yeah, exactly. That's and I why he doesn't like and it. And I don't really, I don't really <laughs> like it. Um, but it's there and it's useful. It's functional. But I don't really like it. It's okay. And when you put pedals in front of it, it sounds great. But the amp itself doesn't sound that good. It sounds okay um so i would say my favorite guitar amp is actually one that i've owned um i'm gonna go with uh marshall jcm 2000 dsl 50 really yeah, yeah. i think they are a great sounding wow. marshall we've and we've had you, this question before and he's answered that if you um if you want a go-to marshall that's probably not gonna break is not super heavy um will give you a great range of clean and crunch tones I don't really like the drive channels on it but the yeah. crunch channel the clean channel basically if you push the crunch button turn the gain all the way up is my favourite punk rock yeah. Marshall sound it just sounds awesome I think for my money it's as good as any 800 I really like the DSL 50 DSL 50 is a diamond in the rough of fairly modern Marshall amps I think it's awesome bass amps Oh, I don't know. It's tough to do. Do you know what I really? Do you know what I really miss? And you're going to say this is an awful amp, but I used to own a B Ampeg B2, which was a one by fifteen solid state combo. Why um, do you have to cheapen everything? Why just, do you have to cheapen everything? I just everything? really miss that amp. I well, think I mean, it sounded you can great. get them. You can get them for about 50 quid on eBay, they, mate. They so sound what? great. They look like a washing machine because they're like silver yeah. with a big 15-inch <laughs> driver in the middle. Um like 12 band graphic EQ or something or 7 <laughs> seven band graphic, graphic EQ uh, completely They're, they shouldn't work and by the time mine was done um, the extension cab that I got for it didn't work so we just threw that in a skip um, and the uh, sliders had all been smashed off the graphic EQ and a couple of the knobs didn't work but it still sounded awesome and I miss that amp that amp was wicked really really cool amp um, yeah those are my two they're not my favourite amps of all time of course um, but uh, you know they're they're good amps that I have owned and miss both of them quite a lot. Right. So of right. course the best bass amp of all time is the Mark Bass Little Mark One. There it is always yes. always yeah. cheapening everything. So, so good. They are good. They are good. Oh anyway, we are well over time, so we should wrap this up. Um, thanks for listening this week. Uh, we're going to go and do another thirty minutes over on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where from as little as five dollars a month you get an extra half an hour of guitar nerds content every week for ten dollars a month you become one of our executive patreon backers like these people have andrew marco brad page marco cross marco rice rob pierce jd shorto david carola andy mckenzie eric saru paul corrugan Jack Godfroff, Jack Conrad, Will Clue, Scott O'Brien, Matt Kwan, Fletch Fluchaka, Phil Tomset, Laurie Anstis, Moog Gravity, Colin Andersanderol. 
Good. So uh, thanks for those people for contributing. What you get for your ten dollars a month is to get read out in a stupid voice, apparently. Yes, that's so correct. It's all good. Well um, done, all of you. You can also, from probably next week onwards, you can join us on Tuesday nights when we're going to do this live on uh, Amply. Oh my god. Dot I know the amount of stuff that I say that you cut. I know. I know. Totally. None of you're not going to be able to cut any of it. What's going to happen when there's football on? Oh, did that doesn't. We'll just have to work I through know, it. Ampli.fi forward slash guitar nerds. That's A M. It's the start of the end. L I dot F I S L N K. Amplifying. I don't know what that means. It's ampli.fi forward slash guitar nerds. You can join us there, I think, every Tuesday night where we're going to do this live. Tuesday um, night. Or at least at least until Joe says something yeah, live we, that gets us kicked off and like nah. cut off air. So, um, yeah, uh, if you want more updates on that, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum and Twitter where we're at guitar nerds and same on Instagram where we've been doing a lot more stuff recently. Yes. Um, which is good. Um, and where else can you find us? YouTube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos where I think the archived live streams are going to live for now so uh, yeah if you miss it you can catch up on there Instagram is actually becoming a bit of a competition for us at the moment because it is. for the first time ever all four of us have access to the Instagram and we're all posting at different times who of the day who can do the most so likes who posts. can get the most likes it's also I'm winning it's kind of like it's kind of like live streaming each of our lives all together on Instagram so definitely follow us there except for Mark who just lifts his pictures off of the internet the rest of us are all taking pictures of our actual stuff that's because most of my life is setting up things like the live stream it's re- oh, it would be really boring It'd be a pic- I helped today it would be a picture of either emails or loads of wires I might actually put that photo up just this setup that we've got going on right now um, yeah and working it out that Fine. would be that's my life at the moment it's the back now end or never. Of life. Indeed. And now uh, I'm going to live forever. Good. With can that. You rhyme never with ever? I yeah, guess you, can. you can. Follow us all individually at Mark underscore random, at JAYBN1, at Joseph underscore 900, and also follow Matt, who's not here this at evening. At Matt Nitro. At Matt underscore Nightsy. That's Night with S I E on the end. S-I-E. There we go. Bit of a flashback for you. That was um, good. I liked it. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks, gang. Farewell. Cheers. Bye bye. Goodbye. You shall now go forth into the world. Where you shall go, we don't know. You might be dropping the kids off to school. You might have come home from a sweaty day in the office. We don't know. We don't know you, but you know (laughs) us. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.